What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. I know we're all getting ready for the divisional round, and hey, we'll be coming at you with the pregame preview tomorrow to get you ready for everything you need to know going into Saturday's game against the 49ers. I mean, I know we're all just waiting patiently for 8.20 Eastern time on Saturday night, but for right now, let's just take a deep breath, come together as Packer fans, and enjoy the first ever Weekly Cheese Cheesy Awards coming your way right now. going on everyone welcome back to the weekly cheese i'm your host joe ivan here with me in studio as always is chris chris how's it going joe i'm feeling good t-minus two days i believe until At this point the big day we are 45 hours away from kickoff 45 Packers. hours is that so i'm excited yeah, joe, i'm feeling the good i couldn't be more excited i'm anxious I'm nervous this time of year always really gets me into a heightened uh, anxious state. I, I don't know what it is. It must be the, the years of what could have been um, and coming up ever so short. But I'm telling you all right now, this is the year. The Packers are going to kick it off on Saturday at home hosting the 49ers. Aaron will finally exercise his playoff demon that is San Fran. It is, it is time for him to do so, and it's time for all of us to do so. Once the game is over and the Packers are moving on to the NFC Championship game, we could all just sigh a huge sigh of relief and just feel good because we are one step closer to the ultimate goal, which is obviously hoisting the Lombardi Trophy and bringing it back to Titletown. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll get into all of that. Uh, we have today, uh, Chris and I are excited to bring to all of you out there the first ever Cheesy Awards, uh, which is our now annual end-of-season award show where we just give out some awards to players and figures within the Packers organization for their incredible efforts throughout this season. Um, but before we get into that, we're, we are going to bring you a full-blown cheesy award ceremony here in just a few minutes. Uh, but we have some just housekeeping, just some stuff to get out of the way. Um, of course, we will be bringing you the entire pregame preview for the divisional round that that'll be out tomorrow so don't you worry we'll get everyone out there nice and ready to uh watch some packer football but first and foremost i do just want to start off by quickly touching upon the week 18 loss to the detroit lions i mean 
We did not have a post-game episode following the Week 18 loss. Um, it just I, I was unenthused by it. Uh, again, we've got some stuff brewing over here. We're planning some stuff for hopefully next week. Hopefully next um, week. All I have to say is if the Packers move on and they are playing a game next weekend, this show will have some great footage coming It'll be the first ever weekly cheese vlog. Definitely. Uh, where we'll capture the full trip. We're flying in on that Sunday. Uh, we found a cool... I don't want to give it too many yeah, spoilers away, yeah. but we got, we're staying at a cool place. Uh, we're going to do some on-the-street stuff, hand out some merch. It's just going to be a great time, and hopefully we will will the Green Bay Packers to victory yes. in the NFC Championship game. But just to touch on Week 18 a little bit, I mean, obviously that game... Did not matter whatsoever. It was a meaningless Week 18 game. And luckily, the Packers were able to escape it without many major injuries. Um, the starters played for the entire first half. And for the most part, they looked great. I mean, David Bakhtiari, the countdown to Bach ended. He was finally back out there along with Josh Myers. They both returned to action. We saw Lucas Patrick get moved over to the right guard spot. Newman lost the gig for the day. Um, but really, having Bach and Myers back out there was great to see. But obviously, David Bakhtiari was what we all came to watch. And his impact was immediately felt. I mean, and the Packers, they were able to move the ball down the field pretty methodically the first two series of the game. Uh, just like they did last season, it, it's seriously... For those two drives while Bach was out there, it looked like the offense from last season. Uh, the, the running game was back in action. The Aaron just his pocket yeah, was he had comfortable. Time. It was a clean and, pocket, and it goes to show you like the offensive line's been playing great this season. But have they really? Because Aaron looked so much more calm in those two drives against the Lions last uh, at week eighteen than he did. All season long in that pocket. Well, I think the line was playing like above their expectation, and then they found some type of confidence and kept building on that. And then they get their leader in Bach back, and Aaron's, I don't know, best friend and the guy he feels most comfortable out on the field with. And I'm excited to see how they're going to, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but I'm excited to see how they're going to come out as a line and who where everybody's uh, position. And that's the thing. Who knows what the interior combination will be out there for the divisional round? Uh, but one thing we know for sure is that David Bakhtiari will be back out there along with a laundry list of nice returns. I mean, Billy Turner it has been practicing, and I think he's a go. So we're getting both of our tackles back. Randall is coming back. We'll get Randall Cobb back out there, which is great because MVS was just – uh, listed as doubtful today, so who knows what's going to go on there, but at least Randall Cobb will be back out there. Zadarius Smith should be out there, which is awesome. And Whitney Merciless is going to be returning as well. And there's potential that Jair Alexander comes back. Just think about that list of names that the Packers could have returning uh, to take on the 49ers. It, 
It's scary. I know. It's scary. To and I don't about. want Jair to rush back. Like, if he's not 100%, I don't want him to play. But, boy, do I want him to play. I really want him to play. Me, too. And he was such a valuable part of that Packers victory week three against San Fran. Um, but with that being said, again, like you just pointed out, if he's not 100%, I would prefer him wait one more week because either of the teams that are coming in uh, to Lambeau after this have a way more potent aerial attack. I mean, the 49ers are going to come in and they're going to try to run the ball run straight the ball down hard, especially throats. with Jimmy G's injury. Yeah, and, and exactly. Who knows what's going on with Jimmy G? Uh, it seems like we might be in for a uh, Jared Goff situation if, like last year's divisional round. But again, we'll get into all that. The point I'm trying to make here is future is bright for us right now. It, all of these guys coming back. I mean, Sedarius is an all-pro. Jair's an all-pro. Randall is Randall Cobb. I mean, Whitney Merciless is a former all-pro. And, and it's just amazing. It's right at the right perfect time for the, these guys to get back in. And um, the Packers were scary without all of these all-pros. Think about how horrifying they're going to be at full force. And I also must say that I loved... Coach LaFleur's post-game press conference following that loss to the Detroit Lions. I mean, he seemed pissed off and focused. And quite frankly, I believe that a loss to the Lions is better for the team's mentality than it, than kicking the Lions' ass it humbled would have them. been. Yeah. Uh, it humbled them a little bit, and it just gives them a sour taste. Exactly. It just shows them, hey. Out of their mouth. Yeah, hey. We're... It reminds them that this is the NFL, and you have to come ready to play. And I like to think of this as a strategic loss by Matt LaFleur. He pulled all the guys. He pulled Bach after the f- second series. He didn't even close out the first half. So, obviously um, – we saw back in 2017 or no no my bad 2011 when Aaron sat out week 17 against the Detroit Lions Matt Flynn came in we beat them by like four scores and then came out stale against the yes. the Detroit uh, the New York Giants we just took them for granted and came out stale cuz the Packers went into the bye thinking that they were impervious with a 15-1 and one record. Yeah, Matt LaFleur, he he instilled confidence in me because he said he didn't want them to be sitting for three weeks. And I don't know, I was confused by that. I was like, why? You should have either played them for a little bit longer or you shouldn't have played them at all. But no, he... He, he wanted to lose. Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. erased any doubts that I had. And not to mention the fact that the Packers have never lost back-to-back games. Yes, he's 9-0, I believe. Regime. That's so, awesome and hey, reassuring. I just really liked his press conference and, I mean... I just so pumped for Saturday. Uh, and, yeah, obviously this past weekend the Niners, they beat the Cowboys. Uh, McCarthy, uh, poor McCarthy, you know he had visions of Lambeau Field upset in his mind when he saw the bracket. I think that's probably all shit. he was thinking about. Yeah. He just forgot to plan for the Niners. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, hey, we, we got the San Francisco 49ers, a matchup that – I'm pretty sure all of us felt the Packers would have um, after that week three game where it took some late game heroics after blowing that 17 nothing lead there to them. So, hey, the Packers are the better team. The Niners are the hot team right now. 
sounds like everyone in sports media thinks the Niners are going to go in there and uh, upset the Green Bay Packers, and quite frankly, I like that. I like the narrative being that way um, because just, you know, it's going to feel extra good <laughs> Yes, after it's all said and done. But before all that, we'll get into that game, like we said, tomorrow, pregame preview. Uh, that was the housekeeping. Just wanted to do a little update there. And, um, hey, sit back, relax, and enjoy the first ever Cheesy Awards. Welcome, cheeseheads from around the world, to the first ever Weekly Cheese Cheesy Awards. It's our end-of-year ceremony to honor the great men within the Green Bay Packers organization and to celebrate the amazing season that they just had. Um, there are obviously so many people involved with the team that deserve shout-outs and awards, uh, but... Oh, here at the Weekly Cheese, we came up with 10 categories and ran a list of names past a group of trusted cheeseheads and came up with the 10 cheesy awards for this year. Um, so sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the ceremony and celebrate this amazing Packers team and some standout performers with us here tonight. And with that, allow me to introduce the first Cheesy Award. Uh, the first Cheesy Award being given out here tonight is titled the Citroen Sahara Award of Reliability. For those of you out there that are unaware, the Citroen Sahara is known to be the most dependable car in human history. It was built between the years 1958 and 1961, and it was particularly designed for people who were driving in environments where they just simply could not risk being stranded with a broken down vehicle. It is the most reliable car in human history, and that is why the award for reliability is named after it. Um, and it is being given to a man um, this man has been with the team for four years now, and I believe it's safe to say that he epitomizes what it means to embrace your role. He isn't the flashiest of guys, and many common fans may not even know his name, but in Packer Nation, he is beloved. And when he is out there, he can constantly be seen giving it his all and doing his job to the best of his abilities. He is strong, durable, and readily available, and the team can always count on him to be there, despite the fact that he may be banged up and in some pain. This season, 
he has accumulated his standard 31 tackles, 17 run stops, and four quarterback pressures. No game this season exemplifies this man's reliability more than the Week 12 matchup with the Vikings. Yes, the Packers lost that game, but this warrior had his best game of his career, logging two tackles for a loss, despite having his elbow hyperextended on a field goal protection earlier that game. I am proud to present the Citroen Sahara Award of Reliability to none other than Tyler Lancaster. Congratulations, Tyler. The next award being presented tonight will be presented by Chris, and uh, this award is titled the Hottest on the Team Award to pay homage to Michael Scott and his Dundee's Award Ceremony from the hit series The Office. We have the Hottest on the Team Award, which will be presented by Chris. Thank you, Joe. This was a highly contested, highly debated award. Not only does it represent great physical looks, it also represents character, grit, personality. I think that fits our winner perfectly tonight. Where do you begin with a guy like this? Not only is he chiseled like a granite statue and boasts a great hairline, he hypnotizes opponents with his seafoam green eyes that we all know and find ourselves getting stuck staring into as well. He is able to fancy himself as the man that was at the top of Aaron Rodgers' demands list at the beginning of the season when Aaron's return to camp was questionable. He returned to Green Bay and Aaron brought him into his home to stay with him until his family met him up there. While they were roommates, they immediately got back into their old ways of going over new plays and filmed, and it really showed through obvious chemistry that still remained between the two on the field. So in a way, thank you to this man for the series of events that played out this offseason. He's truly one of the glue guys inside of the locker room and such a backbone to the organization. This year's hottest on the team award winner is Randall Cobb. Congrats, Randall. Cobby was really just heating up when he unfortunately suffered an injury in the November game against the Rams that would unfortunately wind up end his se ending his season. In that game, he logged four catches for 95 yards and a touchdown before leaving. He showed all season long he was one of Aaron's go-to guys, especially on third down. And like usual, he'll almost wind up, always wind up being open. On the season, he had 28 big receptions for 375 yards and five TDs. A solid season of work for him, and I would have loved to see what he could have done with a full 17-game, 18-game season. I want to highlight two of his other big games before we move on, and that would be his incredible two-touchdown game against the Steelers in which he posted five catches for 69 yards. Most of those catches were on third down or third and long. He also played a vital role in beating Arizona without Devontae, only three catches for 15 yards, but two of those three being touchdowns. He contributed in the blocking game as well and just played hard and honest like a true Packer, a very deserving recipient of the Hottest Man on the Team Award. I'm excited to see him back in the playoffs, Randall Cobb. Thank you, Chris, and 
Congratulations, Randall. That one is very obvious. We all miss those sea foam green eyes of his. That I know for sure. The next award that will be given out tonight is going to be given to one man in the locker room that I would want by my side if I were to ever get into a barroom brawl. And yes, there are many men inside the Green Bay Packers locker room that I would feel more than safe with during a late night drunken fistfight. But one man sticks out in my mind as most worthy of this award. He came to the Packers late in the team's preseason preparations and immediately made his personality known with a hilarious display of hijinks. And then he would drift off into the shadows until week 14 when his services would finally be needed in the game. And boy, did he impress with the way he stepped up when the Packers needed him most. Standing at six foot eight and weighing in at a whopping 321 pounds, this man is a behemoth. And to be honest with you, I didn't realize just how humongous he was until I caught a tiny glimpse of him on the hit podcast, Bussin' with the Boys. Uh, he was sitting there on that bus wearing his Blue Moon t-shirt, um, and he looked absolutely enormous next to two other NFL players. I mean, Taylor Luan, who is an all-pro tackle in his own right, uh, looked like a child sitting next to, to this man on that bus, and it dawned on me then that he is simply the last guy any drunk fool would want to mess with at bar ladies and gentlemen i am proud to present the award for being the guy i would want by my side most in a bar fight to dennis kelly congrats dennis The next award we'll be handing out is the Apostle Award, given out to the Savior of the Green Bay Packers. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. In the form of Rasul Douglas. From the practice squad to the Pro Bowl, this guy is a savior to the Green Bay Packers defense and a big reason as to why they've locked up the first seed, in my opinion. At the beginning of the season, even with Jair, I think there were some questions about the secondary, but once Russell was signed and began to play, the doubt was quickly erased, and he even provided something to remain confident about once Jair eventually did go down. I love what he's all about. I love how he competes. I love his approach on a daily basis. There might not be anybody on our team that watches more tape than him. He's just consistently grinding, working at it, and it's all paying off for him. A quick little quote from the head coach himself on the way, on the type of guy that we're dealing with. Rasul embodies hard work, and we've seen him manifest the Pro Bowl season after being nestled away on the Cardinals practice squad right in front of our eyes. Can you believe that? Not to mention the swag he carries around on and off the field. 
I think Russell stepped up and provided guidance and acted as a mentor to the young rookie Eric Stokes and helped instill confidence in the secondary as a unit without their all-pro present to do so. He single-handedly ended games with pick sixes and dished out some massive hits while stopping the run. This season, Rasul posted 56 tackles, 13 pass deflections, 5 picks, 2 of them being pick sixes, and 1 forced fumble. A real gamer who has come to Green Bay in the form of the 13th Apostle. Congrats, Rasul! I will also be presenting the next cheesy, and that will be the Emasculator Award. A true terrorizer of interior offensive linemen, the Beast, Kenneth Dwayne Clark Jr. is a walking embodiment of an emasculator. Two-time pro bowler and the pillar of the defensive line, Kenny is a game-breaker on the inside and sends opposing players to sleep with nightmares. I could only imagine the vicious groans he produces as he's pursuing a ball carrier or hunting for a sack. The 6'3 weapon of mass castration logged 44 tackles, 4 sacks, and 64 total pressures, a fumble recovery, and can be seen frequently placing the opposing team's center in the lap of the quarterback. When he's playing his best, he has an impact on nearly every single snap and is a headache to try to offend. Congratulations to the emasculator, Kenny Clark. Thank you, Chris. Couldn't agree more with either of those awards. I mean, Rasul Douglas certainly has been a savior. Uh, that is how I've been referring to him all season long. And hey, Kenny Clark, I liked that little bit you had there. The what do you call him? What do you call him? The the weapon of mass castration. Yeah, <laughs> the weapon of mass castration. Kenny Clark, coming at you soon, Jimmy Garoppolo. But that concludes the first five awards of the, the first cheesy award ceremony. Um, five more coming to you. And the first of the last five awards is the Weekly Cheese Coach of the Year Award. The T-W-C-C-O-Y, if you're an abbreviator. But this Packers team has had a cast of phenomenal coaches ever since Matt LaFleur got here. I mean, he's done a tremendous job at building a five-star coaching staff. And enough can't be said about how well Joe Barry has done his first year leading this defensive unit and the value that Coach Hackett brings to the offensive side of the ball as the OC and even the the staff guys like Jerry Gray and and Jason Vrabel the, the the staff is filled with tremendous coaches and no doubt about it a couple of them within the next several years are going to move on to head coaching positions and our head coach coach Matt LaFleur clearly deserves to win the NFL Coach of the Year this season. Um, but when I look at this Packers coaching staff, one man comes to my mind as the most deserving of the first ever TWCCOY. Uh, 
Um, the Packers have been dealing with injuries all season long, uh, specifically along the offensive line. Literally since the start of OTAs, the Packers have had injuries to deal with along the offensive line. And as a result, they've relied on backups and rookies and third stringers to start practically every single game this season. And I really do not believe that any other team in the NFL would be able to hold the best record in the league when dealing with the injuries along the offensive line that this Packers team has had to do this season. It is truly remarkable how well guys like Yash Nyman, John Runyon, and Royce Newman have played this season, not to mention the production that the Packers were getting from center Josh Myers in his rookie season before he went out with the injury. Um, ultimately, this makeshift, and I say that just strictly because Troy Aikman or Joe Buck won the do uh, not of the week just a few weeks ago for referring to them as makeshift, but this makeshift offensive line allowed the six fewest sacks in the NFL and the seventh lowest pressure rate in the entire league. And it's all because of how well they have been coached up. Congratulations to the first ever Weekly Cheese Coach of the Year, the Packers offensive line and run game coordinator, Coach Adam Stenovich. Thank you for what you do for this team, and best of luck to you with whatever your future holds because I am convinced it will be as a head coach somewhere. Congrats, Coach Stenovich. The next award we'd like to hand out here is the Weekly Cheese Rookie of the Year Award. I think this man has outplayed everybody's expectations. He was a highly rated first round pick and now a deserving member of the all-rookie team. He's turned into a well-established Green Bay Packer and he finds himself ranked as the Pro Football Focus 21st overall corner as a rookie, remember. This year's Weekly Cheese Rookie of the Year is Eric Stokes. Stokes logged 14 games started, 55 tackles, 14 pass deflections, and an interception, while targeted 96 times and only allowing 49 receptions. Mind you, he was guarding the team's number one receiver most of the time. These are impressive numbers for anybody, let alone a rookie. Congratulations to Eric Stokes, and I'm glad we have him as a Green Bay Packer. Seven cheesies down, just three more to go. And the next one being given out here tonight is for the Weekly Cheese Defensive Player of the Year. And there really are not enough words to describe how impressive this man truly is and just how valuable he is to this Packers team. Coming into the season, it was identified by everyone that the Packers' inside linebacker situation was pretty rough, um, and that the Packers, they were really going to need to find a guy to come in and lead the defense as that Mike linebacker. 
Uh, I actually typed up a little story about it on theweeklycheese.com and identified a couple of veteran free agents that could come in and fill that void. And this man was on the short list of veteran free agents that I deemed a viable option for Goot to sign. And just about a week later, he was signed to the roster late in the free agency process. Uh, at the start of the year, he stated that he believes that he is one of the top linebackers in the NFL and that he was grateful for the Packers giving him an opportunity to come in and be the guy at middle linebacker. And man, did he capitalize on that opportunity. This season, this man single-handedly changed the identity of this Packers defense and finished the year with a team-high 134 total tackles, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, and was selected as a first-team All-Pro for the very first time in his career. Congratulations to Devondre Campbell, not only on a stellar season, but for being the first-ever Weekly Cheese Defensive Player of the Year. Go out there and finish the job, Devondre. We love you. All right, Joe, now to introduce the counterpart to your reward, the Weekly Cheese Offensive Player of the Year. I think this recipient is someone who everyone is expecting, and there's not even much to say that people don't know, but he is truly deserving of this award. A record breaker, Hall of Famer, franchise starter, and the best player on the field at all times. This year he alone, he broke the all-time Packers single-season receiving record, broke his own record for single-season receptions, and he moved past Jordy Nelson for second all-time touchdown scoring in Packers history. That's three records in one year for a man who you can expect to go out and produce 10 catches for 100 yards consistently. Devontae is the best receiver in Packers history and deserves to be paid as such. Keep balling, Devontae. Congratulations on the award. And that brings us to the final cheesy award which is obviously the weekly cheese mvp the most valuable player and this one is obvious after a long off season of drama and speculation this man once again served the entire football media landscape a large slice of humble pie on his way to the best record in the NFL and what will be his second consecutive and fourth overall NFL MVP award. This man is truly the leader of the pack and I could not be happier knowing that he is our quarterback. He's been the quarterback basically my whole life, I mean. Brett Favre was there when I was young, but very early on in my Packer fanhood, Aaron Rodgers took over the reins, and he has blessed all of us throughout his amazing career with 
nothing but joy for the most part. He is clearly the best player in the NFL. He is, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time. And this is the year he gets it all done once again. This is the year. Four-time NFL MVP after this season. 4,000 yards, over 4,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, just four interceptions, another 100-plus passer rating season for the GOAT, Aaron Rodgers, the weekly cheese MVP. Thank you for all you do for our franchise, and hey, let's go out there, win the Super Bowl, and then run it back. Let's run it back. Thank you, Aaron, for being our quarterback. You're the MVP. You're the GOAT. And hey, we love you over here at the Weekly Cheese. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. And that concludes the first annual Weekly Cheese cheesy awards i hope you all enjoyed the ceremony uh, let us know what you think about the awards in the comment section and hey next year's production will only get better um, we're building something here at the weekly cheese thank you to everyone that has tuned in uh, i know there isn't a ton of us out there tuning into this but the ones that do i appreciate it feel free to subscribe like if, if you like the content uh, Chris and I will be right back tomorrow with another episode of the weekly cheese the pregame preview get you all out there ready to break down the Packer game as you're watching it everything you need to know going in to the divisional round matchup against the San Francisco 49ers thank you all for tuning in Chris you got anything to say to everyone out there before we head out I just want to say, Joe, we've been manifesting the following weekend for a while, so we will be watching at the edge of our seats this weekend. I hope everybody else wills the Packer along, Packers along to victory with us. Hey, I have no doubt that they will because, you know, as always, the cheese stands on, pack. alone. Go Pack, go, baby. Super Bowl.